0: Hello, welcome to the Demon Show. This is a show where we talk about Canadian culture and politics from a biblical Christian worldview. My name is Forrest Demon. I am a master electrician. I own a electrical business in southern Alberta, and I am here today with my brother and more importantly, my co-host Reese. It's a bond
1: that runs deeper than blood. It's true. Can we just point out for a second that you just called yourself a master electrician? You pointed out specifically that you're a master electrician.
0: It It is my title. I have actually multiple cards that say, I have certificates on my wall that say master electrician.
1: So maybe for the purpose of this podcast, I'll hunch up my shoulders and I'll say, yes, master.
0: No, that's appropriate. Okay. You could also say like... What is thy bidding,
1: my master? Oh, but I don't have the the Darth Vader voice like you do, so I'll have to find something else. But um,
0: uh, but then I can't say it's a disaster
1: What if he could be turned to the dark side?
0: He would be a powerful ally, another dark Jedi.
1: He will join us or die. We got Death Star. We got Death Star. We got probably, Death that's, Star.
0: That's probably as far as we can go as on fair use there. Yeah, copyright, um, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. my name is Reese Demon. I am the brother to this master, and I am a pastor in Caslow, British Columbia, which is you know, it's great. not quite the middle of nowhere,
0: but you can see it from where we are. No, come on. The middle of nowhere is somewhere in northern Manitoba. Oh, yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Oh, fair enough. That, that's really the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Nobody wants to live there. Yeah. Or like. The southern portion of Nunavut that might be the middle of nowhere. Mm.
1: Not the northern portion of Nunavut. I guess that's somewhere because that's the North Pole. so
0: that's like the northern part of nowhere. Right. We're talking the middle of nowhere, not the northern part of nowhere. Jonathan almost called Nunavut Bob? And <laughs> our three territories Yukon, the Northwest Territories, and Bob.
1: Yeah, it was it, it actually came in second and the uh yeah. in the pole or something to to name the ne- the third territory when they when they broke the northwest territories in half and yeah none of it was almost called Bob which i am extremely disappointed in our co- in our country that they didn't go through with it and call it Bob but
0: that's just that's or true. i'm extremely disappointed that our country has a bunch of people that are so immature that they would choose Bob instead of none of it no come on whimsical Whimsical. I mean, you live whimsical. you
1: live down the road from a town called Frank. What's wrong with the with a territory named Bob?
0: <laughs> Frank is completely different. Oh, I don't yeah, know what you're talking because, about <laughs> because it's a tiny little bump on the road to to everywhere. If you want whimsical, it's like Vulcan, Alberta, or Gimli, Manitoba. <laughs> That's whimsical.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I, I suppose whimsical might have been the wrong descriptive, but. Uh... Whatever. Whatever. What are we talking about today?
0: Well, today, as we said at the beginning of the show, this is a show where we talk about Canadian culture and politics from a Christian and biblical worldview. And since we say that every time, I thought that we should probably talk about what is a worldview. Sometimes I say perspective. and then you'd be wrong because that's not the, <laughs> catch the tagline of our show. Okay. And so, sorry. therefore, <laughs> you're you're incorrect. <laughs> For everybody listening, I'm right. He's wrong. Just we'll set the record and straight you can right now. Take that to the bank. Exactly. Don't yeah. really know what that means, but you can do it. Well, you can take it there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They'll give you anything for it, but <laughs> go there. You know. <laughs> it's always, always worth a try. So, a worldview, also sometimes called a perspective by ignorant folks, oh. is <laughs> uh, a worldview is the general fundamental beliefs of a individual. Your worldview describes what you believe what you think and to a greater extent how you live because and this is this is where it really actually makes the difference and that our show is from a Christian worldview and that we're talking about things like politics and culture from a Christian worldview is because it actually matters it actually, makes a difference how you live and how you act what you believe and what you think and a part of this podcast is hopefully for those of you listening to say if you're a christian you need to be consistent in your worldview and then that's going to produce specific actions because of that consistency of worldview that's Right, you need to and live out. that's right yeah, yeah. um I was speaking with a friend yesterday and we were talking about, we were talking about abortion and talking about the abortion episode that we did. And I had said, he brought things up a couple of different times and I said, yeah. And it all goes back to what you believe in general, what your worldview is. And he agreed with me and he's not a Christian. Um, and I said to him, it's a, it's all about living out the worldview. And he said, yeah, you got to walk the walk. It, that's And if you're going to say something, you should actually live that way. He said, I've seen too many people that have no idea what they believe and just live however they want. Um, and it's uh, it seems to be too often true, uh, especially in a world where when you go to the school or when you go to university, you are taught what to think and not how to think. And part of the essential part of worldview training is teaching you how to think so that you can actually pay attention to what you believe and how it affects your world and how it affects your life.
1: Yeah. uh, Two really important points that I want to make right off the bat here. First, everybody has a worldview and two, everybody lives out their worldview. That's right. You, and, and if you want to know what your worldview is, look at how you live and then trace that backwards to what you believe, because you'll find that there may be things that you say that you believe, but if you actually look at the way you live, it actually doesn't correspond with how you believe. So yeah. I, uh, a great example of this is that there are a lot of the more progressive Christians who believe that. Um, that uh, same-sex marriage is something that is acceptable in the sight of god but if you trace that back and you compare the world the christian worldview with the worldview that says that same-sex marriage is acceptable before god what you'll find is that you don't actually have biblical christianity you don't actually have historic christianity what you have is something else and so you can look at what you believe or what you say and what you do, how you act, how you vote, how you, um, how you work, where you work, and why you work. You can look at who you married and why you married them. And you can follow that back and you'll yep. find that if you compare it with other worldviews, you'll start to understand yourself a whole lot better. And you may not like the conclusions, but it's important for us to do. It's important for all of us to be considering what is my worldview, what do I, how do I live, and how is that impacted by what I believe, and yeah. and is is that impacted by what I believe, which is another big thing, right? Is uh, yeah. you have a whole lot of people who will affirm the the truths of the Christian faith, but they don't actually live as though the christian faith is true and so then you must ask yourself do they really believe it's true because right. if they believed it's true they wouldn't have a problem living it out you know and i i i don't want to just make that an, an accusatory thing I, I think i have to be asking that question myself you know yep. uh, i am doing this or that Ooh that's actually really inconsistent with my christian worldview so i'd better go backwards right. and figure out where i went wrong <laughs> you know yep. do i actually believe it and or is this you know you know wh- whatever
0: yeah it, it, the question comes is christianity something that goes on between your ears or is it something that goes on between your hands Because if it's just something that goes on between your ears in your head where nobody else can see it and has no effect on anything else, it's an empty belief. It's an empty, it is empty religion. Um, James said, this is pure religion that you help orphans and widows in their distress. Um, He says, faith without works is dead, that you show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by my works the what you do between what do you do with your hands that is what determines and and by extension the rest of yourself that determines what your religion is that determines what you actually believe to be true yeah that's right yeah and i mean
1: to paraphrase james a little bit faith without works is lip service right I mean, saying one thing and doing another you know yeah and and that's kind of where the rubber hits the road as far as your worldview is you know is it something that you really believe and if it is then that will have an impact into what you do and how you behave and the way that you interact with others um so it's not only um, what you choose to do for a career, right. To say, I'm a Christian, so I'm not going to be a prostitute. You know, that's a, that's a pretty straightforward and obvious, um, result of your worldview. Uh, you know, you look at your worldview and you, you value, uh, God's word and you value purity and therefore you're not going to become a prostitute. Um, whereas there's, there's a whole lot more that are a little bit less obvious like uh, am I going to be you know, a lawyer or am I going to be a plumber, will be impacted by your worldview. Uh, whether you are going to marry this girl or that girl will depend on your worldview, whether you will um, have children or not have children. And those are a lot more complicated. They're a lot less straightforward. And it requires some deeper thought. I think a lot of us are guilty of not putting in that deeper thought and just kind of right. saying, just kind of riding on the obvious, you know, the, the, I'm not going to be a prostitute's examples, mm-hmm. right? There's yeah. a, there's a few examples like that where we will say, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm a Christian. Um, right. and we just sort of ride through on those obvious things. And, and we figured that everything else in our lives is kind of neutral. And I think we've talked about this a little bit already, uh, is, that, is this issue of neutrality um, where there's a, this view in the, in our, in the West um, and, in, and we're, we're doing Canadian stuff, so we'll say in Canada, which says it's all neutral, meaning you can right. kind of do it how you want to do it and there's not much that you have to worry about and you kind of get the big things and then everything else is neutral and you can kind of make it your own. And figure it out as you go along right but that's that's uh incorrect <laughs> it's the the idea of neutrality actually flows out of an evolutionary godless perspective a godless right. world which says so say yeah. uh, there, the, uh... the evolutionary worldview said and the godless worldview really says Um, there is no ultimate purpose. There is no ultimate standard. I can therefore live how I see fit, do what I think is right. And no, nobody can tell me otherwise. Uh, And so we, we adopt that into our worldview and say, well, there's a few things that people can tell us otherwise, you know, don't have sex before you're married. Um, don't be gay. Don't abort your kids, blah, blah, blah. Those kind of really big issues but we don't, but we sort of adopt that, um, that evolutionary godless perspective, which says everything else is kind of up to me. I am autonomous and I can do whatever I want.
0: And it goes into what we, you know, when we talk about politics, it goes into who you vote for. The idea that you can, that there's a neutrality there and that You know, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, whatever. You know, Justin Trudeau, Stephen Harper, whatever, right? Uh, Justin Trudeau, Stephen Harper, Jagmeet Singh, Aaron O'Toole, you know, uh, Annamie Paul, whatever, right? It doesn't matter because they're all the same because they're all, there's no, it's just a neutral thing. And there's nothing, there's nothing Christian about politics, right? People say that all the time. And that's, Uh, part of the problem. And so I think we should jump into fleshing out what our worldview is. And then that will hopefully make clear to you who are listening what your worldview is. And so as we ask these questions, as we go through this list, ask yourself the same questions, answer it, find a piece of paper and write it down. And then look at it afterwards and go, am I answering these questions? Correctly, and I mean you're going to answer them. Hopefully, looking at yourself, understanding who you are, but that's difficult. Um, and so we'll start at the beginning here. And these are some fundamental questions. You can find different lists of these. Um, when I was in high school, I there was a curriculum called Understanding the Times, which is all about worldview. Uh, there are many different places that you can go to find this. Um, this I'm pulling from a Ligonier Ministries uh, article about worldview. And so we're going to go through some what they call fundamental questions, the big questions of human existence. So the first one is, who are we? And that's a maybe a very abstract question. Very broad. <laughs> but let's So, okay, so what are we? We yeah. are humans, right? Amen. So, and and, <laughs> and saying that is in distinction with animals, right? That's that's the Christian worldview: is that we are humans in distinction from animals.
1: Oh, we are we are made in the image of God. You know what right. are we? The answer to that question is human beings, like you've just said, made in the image of God. So not. Uh, as as has evolved over the course of time, right. that randomly happened to become this form. No, we are human beings created in the image of God created by God, a person, a personal being who yeah. create, who, who created us
0: to be like him. Right. And And when I go get to the who are you, question well you are a you are a fleshly being with a soul that's you know you are and and that's right created in the image of god is very important flesh and flesh blood bones the physicality of us is important and we have a spirit That's something different than the animals. Animals don't have a spirit. Humans do have a spirit. Yes, we are biological creatures in similar fashion to animals, but we are distinct in that we have a spirit. Also, we have reason, right? That's another thing that we have that animals don't have. We have logical reason that is within us that allows us to think and act and talk specifically differently from animals. And so that, who are we? What are we question? Who are you? What are you question? Do you answer that? I am a human being. I am a part of the universe. Are you answering that? I am molecules and atoms are you taking that to a scientific level those are all going to tell you different things about how you answer that question well it tells you where your starting points are
1: yeah i mean that's a great point and i think maybe we should just really clarify i think you said it you did say it already actually but i just want to really clarify we are getting our worldview from the bible right and and uh, maybe some of you would listen to that and say well, that's stupid. And it's like, okay, but everybody gets their worldview from somewhere. You don't create your own. It doesn't come out of a void. You you will will believe what you have learned. And so some people will go off of their experience, and some people will go off of what they've learned in school or in college, and some people will go from what they've learned from their parents, and some will, will go with uh, what they've studied for themselves in science and philosophy and whatever, but it all comes from somewhere. And so part of right. what we have to decide is where we're going to get it from. Now, we have decided that we are going to get our worldview from the Bible because we believe that yeah. that is the most reliable place. that is, we believe that is God's Word. We believe that He has spoken through the apostles and the prophets to create the sixty six books of the old and New Testament. We believe that that is, the living, breathing, abiding word of God. And so right. you have to, you out there, as we ask these questions, you have to ask yourself as well, where am I getting this from? Because yeah. I'm sure when we when we started talking about that first question, we immediately said from a biblical worldview, this is who we are. And I'm sure that there are some people who are like, well, but what if I don't have that biblical worldview? And the answer is, well, everybody's got something from somewhere and you've got to stop for a minute and you've got to figure out is that source reliable Mm -hmm. before you can really dig into these things and, and ask the big questions and it's good to ask the big questions um but you have to make sure that your source is reliable and and if your source is just your own experience then that's probably the least reliable source that you can go after just saying
0: right so the next question is where did you come from I came from Mima. Hey, and that's, you know, that, that is what a lot of people may say. Um, we believe we came from God. Yeah. We believe that we came from God through Adam and Eve. One man and one woman. And then a little bit farther on down the line from Noah and from his sons and his daughters-in-law. Right? That's That's yeah. where we came from. Um, we, we believe that we came not by chance, but by purpose, that there is reason for us to be here, that it's not a cosmic accident. Yep. Well, and it also,
1: that way of thinking eliminates the idea that, uh, the idea of racism, because like I said, I came right. from Mima There are a lot of people will say, yeah, well, I'm i I'm black or I'm Hispanic or I'm white or whatever. And they'll kind of trace that identity back and build their worldview off of that identity, off of your yeah. family heritage, off of your identity or off of that identity. Uh, whereas what we're saying is, nope, that's not a good place to go. Well, what we want to do is go as far back as possible and say, ah, Adam and Eve created in the image of God, one man and one woman are where all human beings come from. And therefore there are not, there's no such thing as, as races. There is one race, the human race, and there are different pigments of, of skin, but that does not result in differences in the image of God. Um, So you see how you can see how worldview plays a huge role in how you think and what you believe it comes right up to the major issues of our day. Do you believe that because you are white, you are superior? Well, that's actually an evolutionary Darwinist mindset. And right. it's it's godless. Do you believe that as a black person, you have unique experience and that you are able to understand God better? Well, what you're actually doing is amalgamating the biblical worldview with the secular godless worldview to produce some sort of bastardized version of reality. Right. And it's not it's not what the Bible says. And so you have yeah. to go back and you have to think about these things before you you propagate these views.
0: Great. Right. So the next question is why are you here? Which is a question of purpose. What is your purpose on this earth? And yeah. that's a God, that's a a, can be for some people a huge question. And for me, that's a I mean, I say that's a huge plus to the biblical worldview is that what? Why are we here? We are here to glorify God and worship Him forever. That's why we're here. Our purpose, the reason that we were created was to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's Westminster uh, Catechism, the shorter Catechism question one. What is the chief end of man? The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And that is a great summary of, you know, let's look at first Corinthians, whatever you do, whether you eat or whether you drink, do all to the glory of God In all the things that you do in your life, you do it all to the glory of God. And, You may say to me, but that gets rid of, you know, your only purpose is to glorify God. And I say, yeah, but that's a huge thing because God tells us through his word how we can glorify him. And, you know, for example, God says, whatever your hands find to do, do them with all your might. That's that's how we glorify God. You know, God says that. You know, these commandments I give you today, teach them to your children. Talk about them when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You know, God tells us to feast. And he says, when you feast, find the, you know, take aged, well-aged wine and and, and feast in glory to me. He, he tells us to marry. and And that is a thing that we do to the glory of God. So our purpose, yes, is to the glory of God. And that purpose goes very far in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and,
1: and contrast that with the, the spirit of our age. Um, I, there's a, in, in kind of doing some reading before we got to this podcast, I found a, a an article by Douglas Wilson and you probably heard us mention him before. Um, he's been influential to us and it's a blog post from him from, uh, 2017. um, and this is something that he was writing about. The, the, t- the ar- title of the article is Watermelons and Worldviews. And uh, this is what he says, and kind of, I think it's the fourth paragraph. He says, quote, The spirit of our age is made up of a yearning for pointlessness. If everything is pointless, if there's no fundamental assigned to loss, then I can give my lusts free reign. I can go wherever I want. I can be whatever I want. Are you a strapping dude athlete who wants to compete for the women's long jump gold medal in the next Olympics? No sweat. No absurdity is too great for our blinker generation to swallow. We are almost at the raggedy denou- denouement, the point when the warden of the asylum is about to come into our ward, tell us all to pipe down, and flick the lights on and off at us. For let us be frank, letting a guy compete in a woman's athletic event is comparable to letting that same fellow enter himself as a watermelon in the state 4-H competition. And so I love, I love that little, that little, art, that little paragraph in that article, because he yeah. really sums up the spirit of our age, the spirit of our age is you can't tell me what to do, uh, the spirit. So what, what is your purpose? Well, I don't have one, so I can do whatever I want. Right. And you look at our current age and people don't want a purpose. People prefer to be purposeless because then they can do anything without mm. repercussions or consequences. I mean, they still have repercussions and consequences because you can't murder someone. Well, uh, you can't murder someone who's already been born uh, without being punished for that. But so, so there still is some restriction on the the pointlessness of existence. But outside of that, I mean, look at our current world. Look, look at um, the fact that we're calling boys girls and look at everything that you see around you. It's pretty, it's pretty clear um, that this is the result of a godless worldview, which says we were not created. And therefore we have no ultimate purpose. And therefore let's, let's eat and drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. And there's no, there's no consequence. There's no point. There's no nothing. And, and it all leads to, the way that we are now the current society that we live in and it's and if the worldview persists this sort of postmodern ideal that truth is unknowable and we can just sort of flounder around and look for it for ourselves and and everyone has a little bit of truth in them or the uh the new age and buddhist idea which says that we all carry the spirit of the divine in us and right then then I am God and I can do what I want. And the purpose of my life is to serve me and to serve my lusts and desires.
0: Well, and let's be honest, if the chief end of your life is not to glorify God and enjoy him forever, it will be to glorify yourself and enjoy yourself forever. That's right. And you'll find that uh, it never
1: really works out the way that you're hoping. You never actually get the true satisfaction that you were always promised for living for yourself and worshiping yourself. You only get satisfaction in worshiping and serving God. No one can serve two masters. Jesus said he will either hate one and love the other, or he will love one and, and hate the other. And that is what you will experience if you observe and follow this new age Buddhist ideal that you are divine. If you worship yourself, you'll find that your God is a failure and consistently lets you down. Whereas we worship our God, the sovereign creator of all things, the Lord of the universe, the the ruler of, of creation, yeah. and we are satisfied. And mm-hmm. we are filled. And we are loved and cared for. And even yeah. though our, our life doesn't go always the way that we think it should, we have someone that we can trust in and rely on who is sovereign. And we can recognize that our purpose is not to make things go the way we want, but to serve and worship him because he knows better.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's real good. So the, the next question is where are we headed? And Mm -hmm. that, that ties into purpose as well. And And the question that comes after it is what is the nature of the afterlife? Right. And so where are we headed and what's the nature of the afterlife? Two very important things. And is this it? Right. And this is a part, this is actually a spot where a lot of Christians come to loggerheads and where we can't actually agree with each other and where the, I would say the modern evangelical church has, has failed utterly is in this, in answering this question, because the answer to where we're headed, the answer to, what is the nature of the afterlife? For a Christian, should be that we regain our bodies; they are glorified bodies, and we reign on the new earth with Christ. Yes, that we, we are. take residence <laughs> in the new earth. Yeah, but like we are physical beings. We said that at the beginning. We are also spirit. The death that comes is a temporary break of spirit and body. If you die before Christ returns and then you are reunited with your flesh at the end of time and are to reign with Christ on the new earth. Yeah. Well, that is, that is a glorious future. Yeah. I hear children who have been taught their whole life, then I'm going to heaven, I'm going to heaven, I'm going to heaven. And then when people ask them, well, what's heaven? It's like, oh, well, it's like uh, the clouds where God is, and they don't really have an idea. Whereas since my children were young, I've told them, you know, when they, you know, what happens when you die? If you are a Christian, you will eventually gain your new body and reign with Christ on the new earth. Yeah. Well, Heaven's not home; you just passing through. Right. We know what this earth is like. So to a very small extent we can imagine what the future earth is like only perfect. Yeah, that's hard to imagine because yeah. we've only ever lived on this earth that is not perfect. Right. And and so it's you know we can get glimpses from scripture where it says the lion and the lamb will lie down together and the children will play with you know, in the in the den of asps, right? Like there's yeah. there's a peace and there's a comfort to the new earth, but it's it's a place of perfection. It's a place of of glory, and it is a place where we are going to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. It's fulfilling uh, our purpose truly. Right. Our our purpose and our head, we are not heading to play harps on clouds as the far side showed us. That's (laughs) not what, you know, that's not what we're supposed to be looking forward to. We're supposed to be looking forward to reigning with Christ on the new earth. And that's a glorious future.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, but if you believe that it's pointless, then you're going to, if you believe that, you go nowhere when you die, right? Well, that's going to have a huge impact on how you live. Uh, and if you believe that, that <laughs> kind of like what you're saying, uh, if you believe that if you're a Christian, then you're going to go to heaven, where which is a a ethereal place where we're all going to be spirit beings playing harps on clouds, versus you're going to go to hell, which is the place where Satan lives. And rules in their worldview, right? The, this there's a pseudo <laughs> there's a pseudo Christian worldview, um, which is like there's there's up in heaven is all of the is all of the self righteous people playing harps, and down in hell is all of the fun people who are playing accordions and guitars and having a great time, and that it's going to be like a rock and party without God and. You know it's kind of fiery, but there's Satan, and we like Satan because he lets us do whatever we want. You know that that's going to have an impact on how you live too, because there's going to be a lot. And this is, I think, what you were saying is that there's a lot of Christians, people who were raised in the church, who weren't really Christians to begin with, because they hadn't received the teaching that which is biblical, and they haven't understood what we're what we're in for, what what this is about. And so they think that the purpose of their lives is to be boring and to do good things so that they can go up and sit in a cloud and play a harp. And they think, why would I want that when I can do whatever I want now and then go to hell, which is away from the God who's super boring anyway. Whereas
0: the, the biblical view, say, what's that? I I was just going to say that, you know, it, it may not be that people that are believing all these things aren't christians it's just that they've never been given good teaching that's right and or you know or it's taken a long time for them to get good teaching and okay. it you know we were blessed to have uh would have parents who led us in these things who taught us these things right, right. um and and we were blessed to have you know, grandparents who taught us these things right there. And there are those who come into the church. And if you're just sitting in your plain old evangelifish church, you're not going to get the good teaching and the deep, rich, vibrant teaching of the joy of God, right? We should be joyful people. Um, You know, when I talked about well-aged wine being part of a feast, that's, that's biblical. You know, we can talk about, selling if you were to get a sacrifice you were to sell it and if you couldn't make it to jerusalem and go and buy something that would warm your heart like strong drink right um and and that you were to celebrate using that right like like these are the things that god has created for us to celebrate with and a lot of the church has said no no that's that's wrong like we can't have that right and and so it's maybe not so much not christian it's just haven't been given a full and vibrant view of the joy of God that He gives to yeah. His people.
1: Yeah, and I meant more people who walk away from the faith, um, oh. you know, partly because of that. Um, it's right. a rejection of, sure. of that of that brand of Christianity, you know. Yeah. Uh, whereas what we're saying is no. We what we need to do is not so much look to what um, popular culture believes about heaven and hell and all those sorts of things what we need to go after is what the Bible says about them. Um, And there are a lot of people who kind of by default, uh, even if they are in the church, because they're not paying attention or like you said, they haven't received the rich teaching of, of the scriptures will just sort of say, they'll just believe whatever they've seen, right. Or whatever they've heard. Um, Or
0: whatever they've assumed. Whatever they've assumed. That's a really good. That's a huge part of it. It's whatever Mm -hmm. they've assumed. And I've met, countless Christians who I talked to them about faith and about, you know, what scripture says and and these things. And they're going, well, I never heard that. And I always just assumed it was this way. And I never yeah, heard that. I always assumed yeah. it was this way. And they were never actually given teaching. It's just that because they had never been taught and never, you know, I, some people read through the Bible twice and still missed it. Right. Because yeah. if you're not, if the spirit isn't opening your eyes and if you do not have, good strong christian men to open your eyes to the word of god then you know when you read through so, yeah when you read through leviticus you you miss the joy that comes from leviticus and you know and i can say that as somebody who's reading leviticus with my 8 6 and 4 year old and showing them the joy in leviticus yeah it's and and you might think Wait, that's the book that talks about if like if you have a leprous disease, what you're supposed to do. And if you have you know, if your house has a leprous disease, then what you're supposed to do. And it's like, yeah, that it does. And and you can find joy in that. And yeah. and there is rich teaching to be had in, you know, every chapter of the book of Leviticus. My my son now when he opens the Bible, he gets to the spot and before we even start, he doesn't read very well, but he knows the first line, Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, well, that Yahweh spoke to Moses saying is huge, like yeah. the God of all the universe is speaking to a man, it's and we get down. to hear what he yeah. said.
1: That's right. right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's that's beautiful, that's glorious, right. right? And And so that's just to say that you can miss a lot by just reading the Bible if you don't have, you know, godly men to open the Bible for you, right? Well,
1: and, and, if, and you're, if, you,
0: if you're not thinking, right? Right. Because
1: right. it requires thinking, you know, and, and lots of the time we kind of read the Bible, we read it, we get it done, we close it, and we move on saying we've done our devotional yeah. for the day. But have you really stopped, read a passage, really thought about it? for a long time you know and that's yeah. where that's the benefit of like we're saying having preachers and and teachers in your life who can help you in that people who have had the time and have thought about these things before you ever got around to it so that they can kind of give you the they can fast track you to the glory <laughs> you, you don't have to do all, yeah. all the heavy lifting of, of of getting there you know well, so it's not to say that you're you're that the common man is too stupid to understand the scriptures without right. someone helping them out. No, that's not it at all. It takes work, um, right? That we're all stupid and we all need the help. And even, even those godly men who can, who can teach you needed other godly men to help them who needed other godly men to help them who all the way right. back to the apostles who needed to help them who needed Jesus. So don't right. feel bad
0: <laughs> if and, you don't and get If it. you're a, if you're a Christian dad, your responsibility is to be the one to open these scriptures. That's right. If you're a Christian husband, it's your responsibility to open the scriptures and to show your wife and children the glory of God yeah. in his word. And that means that you're going to have to figure it out. And yeah. you're going to have to find people that you can go to and say, uh, okay, I read through all this and I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Right. Um, because you might read through Haggai and go, I'm not getting it. I'm not seeing it, right? Yeah. Um, you might read through you know, Joel and going, "What the one locust didn't eat, the other locust devoured, and then that that locust didn't eat, the other locust devoured." <laughs> why are we talking so much about locusts? And I don't, right? Yeah. And and you may spend a lot of time in it and go, "I just really am not understanding why we're talking so much about locusts." And then how did the locusts turn into armies on horses and where did that come from right and so it, it you as a man need to you know step out and find other godly men and ask them those questions yeah and if you and if you go to a godly man and say okay so i'm not sure what it means when it's talking about leprous diseases in leviticus i need help and they look at you with like a deer in the headlights going uh 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 go find somebody else Yeah, and keep asking people until somebody goes, oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's talking about what the most important thing was in the people of Israel's lives, which was to be clean. Yeah, Because being, un, right? being unclean means that you don't get to go and worship God. And what does that mean for you as a Christian? It means that you need to be clean because if you're yeah. unclean, you can't worship God. And what's the only way to be clean? It's to have a sacrifice offered on your behalf, right? Like, like there, there is joy that comes from learning about leprous diseases. Yeah. And Hey, I mean, it takes
1: work. You know what, everybody, like all you guys out there, if you ain't getting it, just send us an email and we'll help you out. We'll help you find people who can, who can show you this stuff. And we'll help, we'll point you to teachers who have benefited us and and stuff like that. And and we'll help you, even if, if we can, we'll help you find a good church. And just send us an email, thedevonshow at gmail.com. And uh, you know, we're happy to help. We don't have that much to do. I mean, we have work and we have family and we've got this podcast, but And I play well, a lot of D D and that's I really mean, important. Play, so well, that's just, whoa, that's demonic. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you would be wow, you're a bad Christian. I didn't know that yeah, you
0: a bad, probably. Yeah, yeah. D and D. Maybe someday we we'll say yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that, but I don't know how I'm going to relate that to Canadian culture or politics. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. So that's uh, uh, for uh, maybe, for those of you out there. Who, our...
1: For those of you out there who don't understand humor, I'm making a joke. I'm not saying that Forrest is a bad Christian, really. Um, uh, I, I don't. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, but I know it's not demonic. And anybody who thinks it is demonic is ill. Illith- is misinformed. So um that's a joke just just
0: so let's come back around just very briefly before we end the show and just say that worldview matters and yep it you know i i will reiterate something that reese you said at the beginning of the show where you're getting this from matters and examine your sources because if you believe that the world originated from a big bang and then Stardust bumped into Stardust over and over again until you came around and you believe that that's the case because you read it in a textbook, which is just Stardust written by Stardust, is that a trustworthy source? If you have taken what you believe from your own experience and you believe that you are nothing more than a you know a clump of cells that has come together to create this thing well how do you know that you are reliable in what you think if you are just if if your thinking is just random processes you cannot trust that and so there must be something objective that you look to and so that's where we Look, that's why we look to the word of God is because it is yeah. objective. It is internally consistent. It is self demonstrably the word of God. And I'm willing to defend that. To, uh, I'll, I'll die on that hill. And you nice. can take it to the bank. You can take that <laughs> one to the bank. Take it to the bank. <laughs> see what you yep. get. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you for listening to us today. As Reese said, please send us an email, at show at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook or Parlor. And we will see you next week. Catch you on Facebook.